Welcome to another episode of Happy Without Medicine. And in this episode, I'm going to be sharing some tips on how you can age gracefully. I celebrated my birthday last week, and I thought that this would be a fun episode to share what I believe, some tips that I believe will really help you age gracefully. I mean, age is going to happen whether we like it or not, whether you're in your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, your 60s, it doesn't matter. We're all going to age, but the key is how do we do it gracefully? And I'm going to be sharing some tips in this episode. So enjoy. Welcome to Happy Without Medicine, and I'm your host, Dr. Yuandi, a medical doctor, therapist, and a fierce advocate for your happiness. My mission here is simple, to help professional women just like you create a life you're excited to wake up to. It's time to make the happiness you feel on the inside match the success others see on the outside. Let's get started. Lately, I've been following some beautiful women on social media, and these women are women in their 40s, they're women in their 50s and their 60s. Actually, most of them are probably around 60-something, and they are women with gorgeous locks of gray hair. When I say locks, I don't mean that they actually have locks, but their hair is just beautiful and long and gray. And I guess I've been following them because, first of all, the way social media works, as you know, any kind of algorithm will show you more of the same type of person once you show an interest in a certain demographic. So the algorithm will just keep showing other people with similar features and similar pages to you. And so I think I've just been seeing a lot more women who look like that on my feed. But I think the reason I'm also drawn to these women is because despite their age, despite their grades, they look amazing. These women are healthy. They are strong. They are fit. They are having the times of their lives. They are posting videos of themselves, displaying their fashion and their style, displaying how much fun they're having, how good of a time they're having with their friends and their family. And it just looks like they're having a blast. And I love that they are defying the stereotype of what it means to be a woman who is getting older. They are breaking the stereotypes of the fact that when you're older, um, you get weaker, you get more frail. You know, being a medical doctor who worked in a hospital um, and the hospital obviously has sick people. You're not going to be well if you're coming to hospital And so I was biased to think that elderly people were frail and elderly people were sickly. But these women are breaking those stereotypes and showing us what it means to age beautifully. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying by any means that women in their 60s are elderly. I'm just saying that a lot of these women (laughs) seem to be aging backwards, especially when they show us pictures from when they were in their 30s compared to now. Literally, a lot of these women seem to be aging backwards, okay? And so I just wanted to spend some time today talking about what it means to age gracefully. And specifically, I'm going to be sharing some tips that I believe will be helpful, at least tips that I am incorporating into my life, 
as I strive to age gracefully. And these are a lot of the tips that come up in my practice as well, because I see a lot of hardworking women in their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, their 60s, and many of them are struggling. But the tips I'm going to be sharing today have actually helped them enjoy their lives and infuse more joy and more laughter into their lives. And so today I'm going to be sharing four tips that no matter what decade you're in will be very, very helpful. So the first tip that I have is to give thanks and give thanks regularly. And when you give thanks, when you demonstrate and express gratitude, do so from a place of depth as opposed to a place of superficiality, if if that's even a word. And this is number one for me. When I take the time to actually connect with the reality of my many blessings, to be present with them and focus on them, Many, many, many times I will be moved to tears of joy. I believe that gratitude is actually a discipline. It's a skill. And yes, it might come naturally to some people more than others. But like any skill, gratitude is learnable. In order to age gracefully, we must must never, ever forget the significance of our blessings. Now, of course, I know that we have all been blessed differently. Many of us have been afforded privileges that others haven't. And as the saying goes, not all five fingers were created equal. But as we strive towards a world of more equity, I encourage us to focus on the things that we do have going for us as well. Yes, we put in the work to make the world a more equitable place, especially for us women and women as color. But let us also strive to focus on the things that we do have going for us. Keeping what you do have top of mind and cherishing it, stewarding it, connecting with it, connecting with the meaning that it has brought into your life, doing this will go a long way and infusing a dose of joy into your life like no other. And I tell you that gratitude is key. Gratitude is a key ingredient to aging gracefully. So I'm challenging you. I'm challenging you by asking you to think about one area of your life that you know that without a shadow of a doubt, without argument, that you have been blessed. I want you to really think about it and focus on it. Is it your personality? Do you connect with people easily such that this trait has opened doors of opportunities that otherwise wouldn't have been opened onto you, opportunities that are not available to anyone else because you have a magnetic personality? It puts you in rooms where other people do not have access to. Is it your friendships that you're grateful for? Are you surrounded by a solid network of women who have formed this sisterhood of support that has your back no matter what, but is still there to call you out and tell you the truth and challenge you, but support you with love and honesty? Is it your career? Are you one of the blessed ones who loves your work? and is being very well compensated for something that you would probably do for free? Is it your physical health, your strength, your appearance? Believe me, these count too. It's not vain, they count too. 
I really want you to focus on what's going well and let that be a source of joy that will radiate from your inside out. It will literally cause your skin to glow no matter what age you are. The second tip that I want to talk about is do not, I repeat, do not ignore your body's signal that are telling you to rest, to slow down and to rest. When I started my practice and I started working more with high achieving women, I always wondered why I personally didn't seem to have a problem with taking a break or resting. You know, I love to take naps and my family knows that, right? I always wondered that even though I consider myself a high achiever, I pushed myself in my work and my career. I never had a problem taking a rest. Over the weekend, I was speaking to a woman who I really love and really respect, and she was saying how she hasn't been feeling very well over the past week. She's been fighting a fever, a cough, a cold, a runny nose, just having chills. And this is the first time she'd been sick in many, 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 many years. And I know how busy this woman is. In fact, I'm pretty sure I probably don't even know the half of how busy she is. And because I know how busy she is, I took the opportunity to just speak to her about the importance of resting. Now, like I said, growing up and even now, resting hasn't been a problem for me. And I think it's because my parents have always been strong advocates for rest. They would always warn me and say, Yewande, slow down so that you do not break down. They would tell me over and over again and say things like, you know, take things easy. Life isn't that hard. (laughs) You know, yes, challenges will come, but really don't sweat the small stuff. So those were the kinds of messages that I would hear growing up. And yes, my parents both have incredible work ethic. So they demonstrated a good balance between achieving and relaxing so that you could actually enjoy the things that you have worked for and enjoy the achievements that you have accomplished. When it comes to this topic of rest, one of the analogies that I love to use with my patients is this idea of a race car. This is something that just came to me randomly during one of my sessions. I would say that's one of the things that I like to do is I'm not afraid to riff and come up with different real life analogies and metaphors that will hopefully drive the message home with some of my patients. And so as I was talking about rest one day, I was talking to a woman who was feeling a lot of pressure to meet a certain deadline She was working on a project and really trying to get things done um, to meet a certain deadline. And so she was going nonstop. And I had to talk. And this was obviously having a negative impact on her health and her mood. And so I asked her, you know, I asked her this question and I said, think about a Formula One race. What is the purpose or what is the primary goal of any Formula One race car driver? And she kind of gave me this look like, okay, where are you going with this? And she was like, well, to win the race, to cross the finish line as quickly as possible. And I was like, yes, exactly. That's the point. But help me understand why they have pit stops. 
And at that point, I could see her eyes just getting wider um, because pit stops, a car stops. You come off the racetrack and you come out of the race temporarily and you stop. The car stops to get tires changed and pumped and to get oil changed and whatever it is that happens at a pit stop. But if the point is to cross the finish line as quickly as possible, why take that extra time to come out of the race and change tires and change oil and do all of that? Well, I am sure that they have done studies upon studies to show that having a pit stop is what will allow the car to stay in the great to stay in the race longer and to go faster in order to give it the highest chance of winning the race. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. Otherwise, they just wouldn't stop. But they know that doing that periodically, stopping periodically, coming out of the race to maintain, to refuel, to rejuvenate is what's going to get the car and the driver across that finish line as fast as possible. And it's the same for us too. It's the same for us too. And so I challenge you to think about rest, not as an enemy of your productivity, but as an essential part of the work. The same way a Formula One race car sees those pit stops as an essential part of winning the race. Look at rest, look at rejuvenation, look at replenishing as an important part, an essential part of the work that you're doing. We get so used to ignoring our engine lights and we tell ourselves one more goal, one more mile, one more kilometer until finally our bodies are like, no, I've been warning you for years. This is not sustainable. And then symptoms like headaches and migraines and insomnia. For some people, it is hair loss whatever that might look like, all categorized under the umbrella of burnout, it's just a consequence of women who have ignored the engine light, the warning signs that their bodies have been telling them for decades. And of course, these kinds of symptoms, migraines, high blood pressure, weight gain, hair loss, that is going to age you like ways you would not believe. So in order to age gracefully, you must, you must absolutely prioritize your rest. Okay, so moving on to the next point. The next point is do what it takes to truly love yourself. This one is good. This one is really good. And I know that self-love, the concept of self-love has become a buzzword these days. And the problem with buzzwords is that the significance of the words become diluted in a way because they become so overused. But the truth is that self-love is so critical. I mean, raise your hands if you've been guilty of looking yourself in the mirror and saying things like, oh, I can't stand myself. Or in your quiet moments, you are raining insults on your physical appearance or on your productivity or on your efficacy as a mom, as a friend, or any of those things. So what ends up happening is we try to stay busy, 
because we're trying to run away from that inner voice that is antagonizing and harassing and criticizing. It's time to do what it takes to finally get rid of that self-deprecating voice and replace it with a voice that is encouraging and compassionate and full of love. The way that we talk to ourselves has to come from a place of love as opposed to a place of criticism. It all starts by taking action. And honestly, these things are not something that you haven't heard before. Exercising, moving your body, hydrating your body, sleep, sleeping at a decent hour, doing what you can to get a decent quality of sleep, you know, taking walks, getting fresh air. Earlier in this episode, I talked about your physical appearance, whether it's getting your eyebrows done, getting your nails done. One of my wonderful clients, she was telling me about how her nails, she finally got them done several years into motherhood because motherhood had prevented her from really getting her nails done the way that she wanted to. And a few weeks ago, she finally got them done. And this made such a huge, huge difference. This act of self-care that a lot of people will trivialize made such a huge difference to her happiness a huge difference to her joy, a huge difference to her confidence, right? These things sound so simple, but they make a world of difference. They aren't just vain activities. I mean, joy, self-confidence, happiness can come from the outside and work its way in. So I really want to encourage you to find those acts of self-care. What are they for you? Is it shutting off your phone 30 minutes before you go to bed so that you can enjoy some peace and quiet all to yourself before finally drifting off to sleep? Love on yourself. Wear your nice clothes so that when you pass yourself in the mirror or you catch a glimpse of your nails, you can hype yourself up and say, girl, you look good today. You smell good today. You know, those are the things that really go a long way. Yes, they are simple, but the thing about simple things is that they're also easy to ignore. They're easy to trivialize. And so going back to this concept of self-love and self-care, I know, I know that we've heard it so much that maybe it now becomes trivialized to us, but I really want to bring this back to your level of priority to a level of priority where you start to pay attention to it more and take care of your mind and take care of your body and talk to yourself in a way that is encouraging and self-compassionate while still remaining truthful and motivating, encouraging and self-compassionate and loving. And finally, my fourth point, my fourth tip on how to age gracefully is don't ever stop evolving. I'm sure you are a lot like the women that I work with in my practice, and I know that you are uncomfortable with the status quo. But what ends up happening is that when we, when we become mothers, and when I say mothers, I'm not just talking about mothers to physical children. I'm also going to include a business or a project or a job, because if you are the type of woman that I if you are the type of woman that I believe you are, you nurture these things. You nurture your business. You nurture your clients. You nurture your teams. You nurture your families. 
But bit by bit, we end up having no capacity to grow or to evolve for ourselves. And before we know it, we're stuck in a rut of routine and sameness. And trust me, trust me, I firmly believe that there is a time and place for routine and sameness and not a lot of excitement, especially if you're in the recovering stages from burnout or at risk of burnout. But even then, even then, you're learning. You're learning how to rest. You're learning how to take care of yourself, like we mentioned in the points before now. So the point of this tip is that you shouldn't stop learning. And sometimes what you're learning is how to do less, how to say no, how to forgive, how to accept, but ultimately never stop evolving into a better version of yourself than you were yesterday as you age gracefully. And this might involve learning new skills or unlearning old ones that have not served you to date. And so to end this episode with a quote by Sophia Loren, which says, there is a fountain of youth. It is your mind, your talents, the creativity you bring to your life and the lives of people you love. When you learn to tap the source, you will truly have defeated age. And I couldn't agree more. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to share it with a friend if you did. And until next time, remember I am here, always fiercely advocating for your success and your happiness. Bye. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Yuan Day, on the Happy Without Medicine podcast this week. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could give it a review on Apple Podcast because it helps Happy Without Medicine pop up when other women are searching for ways to find their happiness again. And visit happywithoutmedicine.com to view the complete show notes and other resources mentioned in today's episode. I'll catch you next time.